Welcome to episode 242 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Bryn Jackson. And I'm Brian Levin. Today we caught up with Victor Kearns. He is a product designer currently working at Verta Health, where he and the team are working on solving, reversing, reversing type 2 diabetes. Uh, really cool work. Uh, we really enjoyed getting to have Victor in the studio. And Health-based time travel is a really interesting conversation to have. Talk so. about health-based time travel. You know. Before we get into it, we want to thank our sponsor for this week, and that is Spectrum. Spectrum.chat is a community platform for building communities. Like it's, community platforms do. Wow. It's something that Bryn, myself, and Max have been working on for the last year and a little bit. Max Stoiber, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> if you don't know who Max is. Uh, I didn't know who Max was. It's fine. <laughs> we've been working on Spectrum as a tool to not only discover and be a part of online communities in a, in a better way, actually have really great productive conversations, but also for people and brands and organizations who are trying to build communities that need better tools, a better place to bring people together. Uh, and that's what we've been working on for the last year. And we would love for you to check it out. We went open source yesterday. It's so you can get all up in that code if you're interested in learning React, if you're interested in contributing, if you've got bugs, if you've got new features you want, you can get all up in our repo. Yeah, this is the biggest change uh, we've made in, in a while. Uh, going open source, we think, is is important to bring transparency to all the work that we're doing, uh, not only on the features we're building, the bugs that we're working on, the, the roadmap that we're on, uh, but also it opens up uh, the discussion to be a little bit uh, more friendly for you, mm-hmm. for people who want to give us feedback, for people who want to contribute ideas. Uh, so yeah, we're open source now. You can check that out on our GitHub account. That's github.com slash with spectrum. Uh, otherwise, if you are looking to join communities, go to spectrum.chat slash explore. We've got tons of stuff for designers and developers just like you. Or if you're looking for something on your own or your organization. You stuff or gaming or fitness or mm-hmm. you can build your own. Or if you or your organization, community, business, whatever, needs needs a new space online to have have better conversations, go to spectrum.chat. You can create a community for free. You can import a Slack team if you're ready to migrate. Uh, and we would love to see you on there and help you out if we can. And with that, let's get an episode 242 with Victor Kearns. Well, I'm Victor, mm-hmm. and I am a newer designer now living in San Francisco. Why'd you have to qualify it, Victor? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It just still feels strange saying I'm a designer. What's I guess. newer? Within, Let's start there. within four months. so Within four months of designer? Yeah, of, of being a designer full-time. So. Shit. Ah. Yeah. So brand yeah. new. And what are brand you working new. on? Uh, I'm working on a lot of growth projects. Where? Over at Verda Health. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> With our good buddy Joey. With Joey Banks. And Alex yeah. Tran. And Alex Tran. The crew. And, and David Shout Hatch. <laughs> and David Hatch. Yeah. we got a great crew over there. Um, and... For people that don't know what's Verda. So Verda's a Verda's a uh, company that reverses type two diabetes. And I love telling everybody that. It just it's kind of Is a, that like a, a time travel thing or <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's more so we have a treatment that is proven now to uh, reverse type two diabetes and We've been changing people's lives, and it's been it's been awesome. I've haven't worked for a company that has had that sort of um, mission to to reverse type two diabetes, and 
it's really fulfilling to be able to like work for someone who um, is able to make a difference like in the world. And yeah. it's been, it's been fun. It's been a fun ride so far. That's amazing. Yeah. And so what does it look like for a product designer to work on something like that? Yeah, what does growth mean too? Does that mean getting more people to have diabetes so you can remove it again? Or we're actually lobbyists for big soda. <laughs> yeah, it's it's mainly so I'm a UX designer, titles, you know, but mm-hmm. um, primarily on the growth team, we try to find ways to just get the word out more about Verda to those who are affected by type two diabetes mm-hmm. and just also figuring out ways for people who do know us to either go through the application process uh, better, like a way that's more efficient that will en- enable them to, um, to have an overall better experience sure, like of sure. signing up or getting more information. Um, yeah, it's, it's still kind of a very new area for me <laughs> primarily just because I was actually working in marketing before, so um, from the design aspect, it's been it's been a totally different experience. In the the goals, is it similar? Like a marketing and growth? They're very similar. I I, I think growth and marketing go hand in hand. Uh, we do work pretty closely with our marketing team, also, just to um, just make sure that we're all kind of on the same page, especially if we're rolling out something that would affect them, like in marketing emails um, and and copy and stuff like that. So yeah, it it is very closely related to marketing, which is part of the reason why um, I got the job there. And uh, the main reason being Joey. (laughs) Joey (laughs) Joey's the one. Joey working his magic. Yeah, yeah. Joey was the one who I had found on Twitter. Yeah. And he he referred me to, to Verda, so... All thanks to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Joey's one of the most like prolific. He's connected. Not like connected people, but he did it very quickly and very deliberately when he moved here. It was really smart. Uh, yeah. He just invited everyone out to drinks or like yeah. everyone that he wanted to meet. Super cool. Mm-hmm. It's fun meeting him. And he's a super nice guy. So. Yes. Well, that is very true. <laughs> that goes. Yeah. That too, that I guess. Yeah. Uh, and so now the team's growing. And so. Yeah, yeah. We, how, how does that that split look? Yeah, so we're definitely looking to grow this year, and so I joined, and right now we're around seventy people, and that part has been interesting, just because kind of joining just four months ago, and as a company we're growing, that I'm like a part of the interview process for for other designers and stuff <laughs> like that. It's like, whoa, I just Hold got on. here. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome and that they they ramp you up that quick. Yeah, yeah. It it made me feel really like inclusive mm-hmm. in the design team, and that they really trusted my opinion already. So mm-hmm. it just felt like a lot of buy in already from from the get go. So that was like really um, it was really exciting because I, that that also hasn't happened to me either before. Yeah, yeah sure. So it's been yeah, it's been great. And You've so been there for. Four months now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly four months. So. Nice. And so yeah. as the design team grows, how do you split work? Is it you're on growth, someone else is on core product, someone's on dashboard yeah, so, admin so we, stuff? We have a variety of teams that the design team works on. So myself, I'm on growth. Joey is on our 
uh, Spark app, which is like our clinical side of things. And then we have a couple others who work on our patient app. And then we have some that work mainly on like marketing materials. So we have a decent breakout of the design team Mm -hmm. into their own. And then as a whole, we all still belong to our team. So it's nice when we all like meet up kind of like in a weekly meeting to check and see how things are going. So it's like a design studio model. Yeah. Where like you're lent out to other teams. Yeah, I would say that. (laughs) So Borrow me, please, (laughs) for money. But yeah, I I like that because then I don't always have to be working on growth. There's some other projects I've already done that aren't directly growth related. So you do get a variety, which is nice. Um, So it's been... Yeah, it's been quite an experience so far. The uh, the medical field, that industry, is notoriously um, maybe unattractive to designers for a few reasons that come up quite a bit, which is it's highly regulated, therefore things move slower and have constraints that maybe designers don't like. So I'm curious what your experience has been working... I, I, Am I right? Medical like software has medical... not been considered like a sexy area <laughs> yeah. for a while. It's like, what's that been like? It's been, it's still been good to work with because I was previously in the education industry, which also has <laughs> a lot of similar constraints. Oh, you're picking all the hard ones. Got so, it. Hard I, and important. Yeah. So to me, it's been kind of a smooth transition going from education for the past couple of years now into healthcare. So, I don't really see it that way. I I do understand that that there's kind of like that stigma out there that that is like that. But honestly, I, I don't feel that way. I just I feel like I haven't been held back in any way in in terms of what I want to work on and uh, design and yeah. So I, I I think that the way that we do things at Verda is, is much different than other healthcare companies, ranging from how we work to our actual um, service of, of treating mm-hmm. people's diabetes. So we we do we do things that uh, are entirely different. I think so. Dig in a little more on the how we work part. Like, how do you work? That's different. So we we primarily are are given the opportunity to both work on things that we, I guess, are prioritized on as a company, and then also areas where like, we personally think that we can do something different. So like, we have these hackathons every quarter, and we get to basically figure out like what, what thing might move the needle a little more and just kind of have free reign to explore that okay. and be able to... Um, yeah, to make something in the in that hackathon period, and then like outside of that too, like we don't only have to hold on until the hackathon comes around. We can work on other things too that would yeah, yeah. Uh, make a difference. And so you're not kind of like held to you got to do this only. And sure. that's what I really like. So there's some freedom there. The hackathon thing, like I get that you've only sounds like been through one of them mm-hmm. since mm-hmm. it's quarterly. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about how that's structured? I'm curious. Um, what design's role is in in the hackathon? Traditionally, those seem to be centered around like what engineering feat can we pull off in a really short amount of time? Yeah. So, so my first experience was 
we figure out like what the what the project is beforehand. So a couple days before the hackathon actually starts, and then from there, you find others who would like to participate in your idea if you have one, or if you want to join on someone else's idea, and then from there, you have two days, I believe it is, to figure out how to build either a prototype of your project or even something functional if you've already been kind of working on it. <laughs> and then um, from there you have like a presentation to show the, the judges and <laughs> <laughs> and be able to like yeah. kind of say, all right, this is what we're working on. Um, we think that it will be great to add this to either like our future priorities for our quarterly um, priorities. And then um, from there, some, some of the teams actually had working, um, working products to, to be able to, to show. Uh, I myself had to only prototype, but that's, hey, that's all I could do. Good so, enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it was, it was fun and, and challenging just trying to get people to like buy in on your idea too and, and get the help to, um, to actually build the thing. So yeah, it was Did it you was find fun. any strategies there on getting people to buy in? I'm going to say no. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> it was hard. Let's say not yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. <laughs> there, I guess for this hackathon, like, yeah, for the next one, I would say that I'd definitely do some more recruiting, like beforehand. Mm-hmm. I kind of waited a little later on to to ask for help when merely out of, fear that <laughs> no one would want to help because I knew there was a bunch of other projects that they're working on. So, um, so yeah, I think next time there'll be some changes, something. Throw your idea yeah. two weeks beforehand. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, tell me a little bit about ramping up on the design side. I think it's super interesting hearing the the transition from marketing into this kind of role. Like what's it, what's it been like? How's the first few months going? Yeah, it's been it's been awesome. It's been like a dream come true. To Were be you honest. doing design work prior to this, or just decided to switch? I was doing primarily marketing work, but I was handling all the design projects as well. So, at this small college I was working on or working at back home, we uh, had a department of basically two, and I was the one of two. And then, about a year after I had started, moved to primarily just being me, and so I handled most of our marketing campaigns as well as any graphic design work. So mainly building things in Photoshop and Illustrator for like print materials or for graphics for the website, making changes to the website. So I really wanted to move into design, but the marketing opportunity kind of like came right after I had moved back home from school and I actually studied marketing in school. So it was a good place for me to land for like my first real job Mm -hmm. and I was able to then during those three years I was there just kind of build my design skills and also learn some HTML CSS stuff and learn how to code so all that was self-taught all that was primarily self-taught yeah and it was fun it was it was like a three-year process basically to get to where I am now and it was tough along the road there just for sometimes 
having the patience just to be able to wait to come back to San Francisco because I was actually here originally for schooling and and come back to actually be a designer and like work in the design industry. So it was it was a long process and it was a long three years, but it was a lot of fun and uh, definitely do it again. Yeah, yeah. So you made it obviously and you're here. So tell me a little bit about the first few months, like having this as your title, was the work different than you expected? Better, worse? <laughs> Did you learn new things that you hadn't thought of previously? Kind of doing design as like a side yeah. piece, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's really strange just being able to do design like full time yeah. as a as a job. And I yeah, it's kind of surreal. Like I, I, agree. I just <laughs> it's it's weird being able to do it as a job. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of a it's a fun thing to share with people. Just like now I do design and especially those who knew I was like working towards this. And and being here now is just crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe it. It's just yeah. It's so much fun being sure. here and, and working as a designer. I guess a few things that now I'm diving more into is more on the coding side. Mm-hmm. So that's primarily the area that I'm learning more stuff in. So trying to just build up my knowledge of React and any JavaScript related things, just sure. trying to understand That's that a all. lot of things. It is. <laughs> any <laughs> JavaScript related thing. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and just like how computers work and how those languages allow you to do certain things with computers. Like sure. That's all really intriguing to me. And just learning more about that has just been a lot of fun. And is that a part of your job? Like, hey, we need you to ramp up and be contributing to the code base? It's not necessarily part of my job. I more so expressed that I wanted to do that. So mm-hmm. they, they being uh, David Hatch. So he has been the primary person. They, the Hatch. <laughs> the Hatch. <laughs> They've been. Um, Verda and Hatch they've been super supportive of just everyone in the company if you want to um, if you aren't happy doing what you want to do you can make a transition to a different role that is something that you feel like you'd be much happier doing and I see myself being more productive as having the capability to actually build the things I'm designing and so on our growth, growth side of things being able to actually like push out changes on your own has been much more effective and it's just needed at the moment. So I'm really into it. And I think eventually I probably see myself doing more coding stuff compared to design, um, maybe a year or two later on down the road. Like you'd be interested in moving completely from design to a more engineering role? I think so. Ah, cool. Yeah. It's kind of, strange to be saying that now just because mm-hmm. I wanted to be a designer for so long but I don't think I could see myself completely removing from not doing any design yeah yeah of course so, they'll, they'll become so intermixed and everything yeah yeah it's just been design just a process no matter what tool you're using like even doing engineering work you do a lot of like designing how things are structured or how the interface works or whatever it is like uh, even like backend data structures are definitely designed. Yeah. Yeah. So we have these people on the design team who are UX engineers. So they primarily spend most of their time coding. And so I'd say like 80, 20 is their time spent 
80% coding, 20% design. And so... Who are the engineers that don't care about UX is what I want to know. (laughs) (laughs) So like back-end people, stuff like that? They care about it too? They should. I'm like a thousand percent sure they do. Yeah. Well, I guess it depends on the back-end. I'm just complaining about terms now. Depends on the back-end. I think UX (laughs) is a silly term because it differentiates from literally no one. Everyone cares about that. Yeah. Yeah, you would think. You would think. You'd um, hope. Otherwise, <laughs> they should be fired. No, yeah. No one at my company UX does CEO. not. Yeah. <laughs> does not disregard. UX head UX. of marketing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, everyone ever is great on all fronts. We, UX we accountant. All, okay. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. UX accountant. UX hippie like consultant. That. Like okay. That. <laughs> Are you done? Are you out? <laughs> is UX done? You wrapped up with these? UX is never done. <laughs> I, think I've got, I think I nailed all the good ones. <laughs> we'll never be done. I'm curious yeah. about the uh, learning React stuff because that's a very hot topic right now. Uh, I've talked to many designers who are interested in learning React and are dipping their toes. I'm curious, how's it going for you? And then do you have advice for other people who are also maybe on the fence? Like, I want to jump in, but it's intimidating. Yeah, it is a struggle right now. I've been playing a lot with uh, the stuff from Zite, so mm-hmm. Next.js. Hell yeah. And trying Always. to figure out how React works there. And mm-hmm. for some reason, that makes way more sense to me than just using, like, it re- helps create set things React up a lot. App. Yeah, it, it just made yeah. things way more easier to just start diving in. So mm-hmm. I started totally. rebuilding uh, my portfolio site in it. And I've already found just some problems. It's like, uh, how do I do this? Like just simple things like adding like an image, like, oh gosh, like I got to figure that out. And it's just, yeah, it's just different. Like messing with components and being able to build things with styles in each component. And yeah, it's just styled components, my dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use styled components. Let me help you out there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So it's been, it's been fun. And the thing I would recommend is have a, a good understanding or somewhat decent understanding of JavaScript before diving in, because I still don't. <laughs> and so that that has been a struggle trying to do React stuff without having a solid understanding of JavaScript that stuff. That would be so, a hard struggle. Yeah. Um, but Ryan su- does it every day, though, so it's fine. <laughs> yes, yeah, I don't know shit about JavaScript. <laughs> but surprisingly, though, yeah, just getting something static with React on, on the page was pretty easy mm-hmm. but functionality is, is going to be a little yeah. tougher it yeah. feels so good when it works yeah though. you're yeah. like i'm a wizard <laughs> <laughs> i can make things do things it's I'm awesome ui sorcerer ui UX sorcerer, sorcerer. <laughs> <laughs> ui sorcerer yeah so uh so what's the the roadmap here you you have this sounds like a one year timeline maybe I would think a year. I, okay. I just I feel so new in everything, and I think by that time, I think that's the funnest part. Like, though is when you feel new. You like feel if new. you keep enough new things coming, it always feels new and it's always entertaining. It always feels really good when you get something to work. That's just awesome. It gets really like boring and jaded when you like kind of just know how to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I could see. I could see that. Um, I just, yeah, I think moving more towards that direction is something that interests me right now. Sure. I could be wrong. Um, 
But I'm curious, but, like a year is pretty specific. Do you have a do you have a roadmap planned out? Like I want to be learning these things at this these intervals, or is it? Do people do that? <laughs> Great. Did you do question. that? You seem like the person that would do that. I'm interested. I think if I was telling myself that in a year I'm going to be doing that kind of work, I would probably like try and figure out the buckets of things I need to learn. All right. But that's just how I would do it. Maybe there's different ways, which is what I'm trying to figure out how you're, you're approaching. It might be just, I think you know, I just learning threw out a year as like a random number. Sure. But okay. I won't hold I you think to it. Might it. Actually it's a come. nice round. <laughs> it's a nice round approximation. Sure. I think it might actually happen sooner than that. Um, just from what I can gather on the projects that we're working on now, just diving into stuff related to the app. So it's more so I need to know it now. And mm-hmm. so I think mm-hmm. it might happen sooner than a year. But I I don't know. It just kind of... It's horseshoes. Yeah, depends. Do you get to work with these engineers? Are they helping you? The yeah, so primarily the UX engineers. <laughs> are the engineers being nice to you? <laughs> <laughs> All the engineers are nice. Well, what I'm trying to get at is... Great. I think I was trying to self-teach programming, JavaScript, all this shit for forever. Mm-hmm. And if you could plot my learning over time, there's really, really intense spikes when I just talk to someone else that does it for a living and knows what the fuck they're talking about. And so I'm curious if how that's going for you, getting to sit next to UI, UX engineers, and if, if they're providing that same experience. And if not you know, how you're actually going about learning this stuff besides just yeah. <laughs> reading tutorials. Yeah. And yeah. So primarily the UX engineers have been helping me. Um, we, we, so we have two on the team and, and another person who, who's very similar. I don't think she calls herself a UX engineer, but so one of them kind of goes over the theoretical stuff, like just helping answer my questions. So like what, what does all this data mean and how do you control it and make it do things? So there's someone on the team who spends time with me on that. And then there's another person who primarily works like side-by-side coding stuff and like explaining this is how you do this, how you do that. Um, So I do have a nice relationship with both of them being able to pick their brains and figure out how to build stuff. So, yeah. Uh, when will we get to see the relaunched portfolio built in Zeiss? Jesus Christ, Brian. <laughs> well, the next TM portfolio? The next portfolio. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't feel like Brian's there's any coming with like, Give me a timeline. <laughs> <laughs> there's Tell like, me when and I'm how. I'm a product manager now. <laughs> a bad one, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Yeah, there's just like no urgency for me right now. You know, <laughs> well, so instead, I actually uh, I'm pretty chill. <laughs> well, instead of talking about the future, let's go back and talk about the past. Mm. Okay. Oh. Uh, what? What? You're just giving him an out from giving me a date. It was a bad question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where were you born? Oh, <laughs> where was I born? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a really good question. Oh gosh. Uh, so I was born. In a hospital. Cool. Shut Good start. up. Shut up. <laughs> Not a home birth person. Like it. <laughs> Love it. Gotta have it. Yes. I was born in a small town called Santa Maria. And it's actually not too far away from here. But growing up, it seemed so far away from here. It's kind only four hours. SLO? 
My slow. Yeah, San Luis Obispo. You could so. just say slow, bro. <laughs> Ryan will have my head for this. <laughs> <laughs> so growing up there, yeah, I spent my whole life in Santa Maria, not expecting to be here at all. And I spent the first 22 years of my life just trying to figure things out. Played basketball uh-huh. almost my entire life from like second grade or something like that. And can you dunk? Just, I can. <laughs> I can. Shit. Yeah. It took a while. I'm I, so jealous. <laughs> oh, you can't dunk? Fuck off. No, did, I can't oh, man, dunk. Like, did you think you were dunking on him by me. asking him that question? <laughs> no, but I'm so proud that you can. I have a friend who dunks. Oh, gosh. Hey, everyone. <laughs> I got a friend who dunks. Uh, I, I got no, and when I tell you. people that I can't dunk, they look at me so disappointed. Oh, gosh. So disappointed. Just like I'm looking at you. Yeah. The context <laughs> here for people who haven't met me is I have the appearance of someone who should be able to dunk. <laughs> I thought you could. Yeah. I thought you could. I got a workout routine for you. We'll, okay. we'll get you there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my my dunk routine. It's all calves. <laughs> yeah, and ankles. Lower ankle. <laughs> upper ankle, lower calves. See, the problem is got this computer body that's okay not conducive not conducive to the (laughs) the verts okay anyways yeah enough about me (laughs) (laughs) yeah i grew up playing basketball that Mm -hmm. was like such a big part of my life forever had dreams of playing college basketball that never happened um mainly to my fault like i probably should have tried to play at like a junior college or something to dunk earlier in your life Actually, I was able to in God high school. It. What but, the fuck? Yeah, then I lost it. I lost it for like five, five or six, seven years. Gosh. Woof. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, you really didn't try for college ball, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the dark periods. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, so after like age 22, I really had to like figure out what I wanted to do with my life. I was working at Trader Joe's grocery store for four years and- thought management opportunities were going to come. They never did. They went through like a big reorder. And that was like the best thing that ever happened to me because without that occurring, like looking in hindsight, I wouldn't be here. And so once that happened, I wanted to go to school for something that I really cared about. At the time, it was fashion. So I studied fashion marketing at the Art Institute here in San Francisco. And those two years were like some of the best years of my life. Why'd you choose fashion marketing? Mainly because I was into it at that time. My mm-hmm. wife, who was my girlfriend then, she primarily influenced me there. Like I, I got really into fashion and clothing because of her, because I always saw her wearing nice things and just kind of fell in love with the whole fashion scene going on then. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with like Tommy Tun, the street style Mm-mm. photographer. No. So he primarily was the main person shooting a lot of pictures of a lot of these menswear icons, people at fashion shows and stuff like that. And that just really interested me then. And I still do have some interest in fashion, but it's a tough industry to be in. And um, so that's part of the reason why I chose marketing because it's a business side of things. You're not really, um, stuck trying to find design positions in marketing with or in uh, fashion because it's just really tough to mm-hmm. make a living as a designer um, there in that industry. In fashion, yeah. mm-hmm. And so then from there, 
I graduated in 2014. And in my last quarter, I kind of realized after taking Photoshop and Illustrator classes that, crap, maybe I should have studied graphic design or web design or something <laughs> oh, no. related. And I just figured it was too late to go back. I did not want to keep going to school. It it was fun, but I kind of keep taking out student loans to go back. So uh, just financially, it wasn't the right move. And so, yeah, I think that's basically when I started on the track of being self-taught as a designer, like learning from then on just the basics. And yeah, for from then on those three years or so that, and then now I'm here. Yeah. Uh, what was sort of the, the tipping point of deciding to reach out to Joey in this case for like, how did you, what was the transition from one to the next? Yeah. So I think I saw a retweet or something on Twitter it was either you, they are. what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> took your guys' advice. That's where they do. <laughs> yeah, and I saw the retweet that he was selling a cinema display, an Apple cinema display. So I reached out to him maybe a year and a half, two years ago now, and told him I buy it. And then I met him up over in the East Bay and bought it, and then kind of stayed in touch for this past year or so. Oh, hey, you're the guy that <laughs> bought my monitor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, of course, heard him here on Design Details. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it was kind of just crazy how it all happened. And he recently, for about five months ago now, tweeted that Verda, the company that we both work for, was hiring. Mm-hmm. And so I asked him, like, hey, um, I'm interested. Uh, just, like, just wanted to let you know. And then... He was so kind to refer me, and it's all because of him that I yeah, got the yeah. job here at Verda. So, so yeah. I, I talked to a lot of people who are either maybe where you were four or five months ago, like interested in design, have some experience, like building a couple things, but maybe you're currently employed in a tangential or even orthogonal industry. Did you see that? <laughs> uh, that wasn't a good joke. <laughs> it wasn't a joke. That's like what the word means. Um <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> we have another podcast on the show oh, or on the network named. Okay. I remember. <laughs> Anyways, advice, advice for those people. Are you just going to say advice now? For like, those people. A question. For those people. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like advice. Where you are? <laughs> Here's what I would where do. you were five months ago. I think it's so cool because it's so fresh. Like yeah. you're learning Super the fresh. transition, yeah. the change, new city. Well. New City is like this kind of at this stage in your life. You yeah. Know, you know what I mean? Uh, I would say the biggest thing is just reaching out to people. I, like I said, I reached out to Joey mm-hmm. and um, even just trying to find other people who are in the design industry in your area. So even though we're, kind of close to San Francisco for my hometown area. Basically it's between here and LA. There was still a few designers who I heard either on the podcast or just kind of knew of through other avenues like blogs and stuff like that. And so I reached out to a couple like Noah Stokes is mm-hmm. a yeah, local. I was going to guess Louis Noah Stokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just, yeah, just started meeting up people probably about a year and a half, two years ago. And just trying to reach out 
and and be able to grab coffee or or lunch or even just a chat like online. So I think that connecting with people was like the biggest the biggest that was me. <laughs> it was the uh look at this unprofessional you <laughs> son of a just kidding. It was the <laughs> sorry guys. Thanks Sarah. <laughs> we don't care at all. Thanks Sarah. <laughs> Thanks Sarah. <laughs> Thanks Sarah. So yeah, that that was probably the best decision I made was start mm-hmm. reaching out to people and Go deeper on that. Let's see. Tell me more about reaching out to deeper. people. Is this all happening, you do on, happening on Twitter? Twitter? How do I do it? Emailing people? No. Sliding no, no the email. DMs? Cold no email, email, hot email, I'd, I'd warm DMs. Never had success with email. I wouldn't recommend it at this point. Ah, interesting. I actually had someone randomly reach out to me on email yesterday, and it was kind of just strange. You, you know? said, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, primarily through through Twitter. Yeah, just hitting people up on Twitter. Twitter has become my disfavorite. Publicly or privately? Both. Both. If well, if they didn't have the capability DMs. to direct message, it'd be not an annoying hello <laughs> in a public um a public uh tweet, but yeah, primarily any way that I could that mm-hmm. wasn't annoying. Like I didn't I just didn't want to be this annoying person. But hmm. I guess strategically somehow there. Like just being able to know like when's the right time to reach out to someone. Um especially if I saw anybody near my local area, I would always reach out to them and like, hey, I see you're traveling, like whatever. Like if you ever want to stop by, I'll buy you coffee or dinner or something. Um so little things like that, just trying to be thoughtful of like ways to um, get in touch. Yeah. Just yeah. get in touch overall. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I want to take a quick break, gentlemen. Sure. Because I've been pounding these waters. Well, before you do that, go, there's, there's a bit about working at Trader Joe's for four years and thinking the management track was in coming. Yeah. Can, you, can yeah. you just repeat that bit again? Yeah. So you want me to go from like the whole just Trader like, Joe's thing? Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I spent about four years at Trader Joe's. This is all a couple years after high school. I had a couple jobs in between until I landed at Trader Joe's. I was trying to be on the management track. That was in place at the time. And this was about two and a half years in. And then things just kind of flip-flopped in terms of the organization changing the way that they promoted people and just their betrayed. overall management like, structure. Tra- I did. Traitor. God damn traitor it. Joe's. I did. I've had that in my head the entire <laughs> did time. Did we back that all traitorous that Joseph? <laughs> Holy shit. I just, I just wanted to get it in. It was stuck in my head. I had to get it out. You've been traitored. Traitor I've Joseph. Been You've been traitored by Joe. <laughs> yeah. And so after, yeah, after that. I wasn't saying we should go like all that other stuff afterwards. Like we're good <laughs> on that. To get he, li- he literally had to say that repeat joke. the story oh just to wow. get this fucking joke out. All right. <laughs> Give it, let's take five. Oh. Can I say that then? Take five. Be professional, right? Yeah. Need a little. Cut. <laughs> uh, okay. So we've. we've Thanks, Sarah. We've caught ourselves back up. Uh, well, we can still be an intermission. But We're back to the future, as you might say. Have we missed anything? Missed anything? I yeah. don't think so. Um, well, if we're caught up, 
Then we always uh, like to ask at the end, what keeps you up at night? You had to know this was coming. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after what, 240-something episodes? 242. This is 242. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've been listening since the beginning. Although we started doing it maybe in the 100s or yeah. somewhere in there. I would say the future has been keeping me up. In what context? I'm with you. But give me <laughs> I want to talk about the future. Yeah. I'm really. Brent's future is a very interesting peek into how his mind works. My future? <laughs> yeah. Tell me what about you, your future, Bryn. My futurism? <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about space travel lately. <laughs> really? I thought you were going to talk about being a Whoa. cyborg. Oh, I like the idea of that too. I really want to be a cyborg. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> Whenever Spectrum is like done, we're like billionaires, obviously, like obviously for sure, right? <laughs> for sure. Uh, no, like the next thing I want to work on, I think, would be medical devices, specifically in the cybernetics Whoa. field. I think uh, there's a lot of stuff to do there, and I think that'll make a lot of people's lives better. Great. And I really want to be a cyborg before I die, like super bad. Oh my god. Dang. What about space travel? i'm just very excited about space travel i've been listening to a lot of books about it and about the physics of how that will have to work if we're going to do it do you think we're going to have space tourism by the time we die i don't care about space tourism tourism like being able to just go visit space i care about space pioneering take take a week on the moon instead of a week in vegas or whatever wow moon casinos i mean the moon has its own set of challenges like super fine dust that gets into everything and like breaks ventilation and all sorts of shit yeah it's not an ideal place for a vacation that's like a manufacturing place manufacturing (laughs) it's a good place to build ships why there's lots of dust that gets in all the stuff (laughs) (laughs) you can mine it for a lot of good materials and helium three helium three for engines with a vacuum to suck up with a vacuum yeah for your moon vacuum a dyson (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh I'll tell you what well, I'm excited about in the future. Mm. I don't care about Mars. That's the one thing. You don't care about Mars? No, I think it's a bad idea, but well, it's fine. I'm excited about colonizing Mars. Okay. Just kidding. From what perspective? I uh, think it's going to be extremely expensive to terraform, which is the biggest issue. Otherwise, it'll be extremely dangerous to live there, even in an enclosed environment. Uh, Matt Damon did it. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> Can't be that hard. Just send Matt Damon some potatoes and we'll solve it. He's just a movie star. What does he know? His tarp came off when he was leaving the planet. His blood would boil. That's not how that works. That was what? crazy. Well, when you reduce pressure enough, your blood boils at room temperature. Really? Yeah. Dude, you're from the mountains. You know this. <laughs> Things boil at lower temperatures uh, yes. at low pressure. The daily considerations of life in the mountains of Colorado. That things boil at lower temperatures? Ah, oh, yes, our blood. If you bring it down to zero bar, I guess, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kilopascals? This I don't has been, Brit and Brian loosely get into some science. <laughs> Real science. But in a non-scientific <laughs> This has been <laughs> science Space. details. <laughs> Space boys. <laughs> I would so start that podcast. Fuck. Oh, Space gosh. boys? I don't want to call it boys, though, because it's gendered. I'd rather it be... Space. Space folk. (laughs) Space folk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Back to you. Our homies in the stars. (laughs) 
Star Dorks. Starmies. <laughs> no. Oh, God. Starmies, I'm also very into. Uh, Y'all want to talk about Starmies? That's They're a Pokemon. Very good. Much better than Star You. Anyway. Yeah. So the future. <laughs> I can't believe we made that it future? through through this <laughs> segment. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. So I your yeah. future. I've been thinking a lot about my future at night, especially. Because that's when you can see the stars, obviously. Out the window. Yes. <laughs> but there's, yeah, there's been this plan that I, that my wife and I have in place, I guess. This and is a very different future. Yeah. <laughs> we got really <laughs> off on a tangent there. This is more so like is this, life is future. This PG-13? <laughs> hey, man, I like to think that my future life is still realistic, but thank you. <laughs> Thanks for that, Victor. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know how the interview questions are like five-year, ten-year plan type thing? Those are Brian's favorite questions. Yes. <laughs> this is, Brian, how many times do I have to yell, you, yell at you for asking that question in the first, like, <laughs> 20 episodes we did? This is your 60-year plan? What? 60-year plan? Well, I assume you're going to live to your 80s. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell us your entire life plan now. <laughs> yeah, so, like, just thinking about where I'm going to be at in the next like five years. My wife and I would like to have kids by that time and be back home in our hometown, Santa Maria area. And just preparing for that has been keeping me up, I guess. In the next 60 years. (laughs) It's a good time. Damn. You're already preparing for the next five years. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you're ahead of the curve. (laughs) I haven't started planning for what's in the morning. Whoa. I have a roadmap to the next two years, though, so we're fine. <laughs> yeah, I outsource this to Bryn. <laughs> are there... Are there Brian, yeah. here's what you're doing today. Are there key pieces of, of this, this plan? Like, I would assume one of them is transitioning into a more technical sort of product development role. Yeah, th- there's... Learning that. There's, stuff. like, a bunch of things. One being we'd like to have a house before yeah. we have kids. Two being the kids coming... Hopefully twins. Holy Ooh, shit. That's a specific request. <laughs> this is really specific. Twins run in our families. Both Same. of our families. It's terrifying. <laughs> so if we get that right, then that'll probably be it for kids. Just one set of twins. <laughs> the third thing would be, to answer your question. A triplet. Like, fi- <laughs> 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 yeah, the, the, the third thing would be like figuring out what I would be doing for work. And I'm hoping remote and... I was going to ask that question. Yeah. And I love the idea of being able to be remote, but then having the chance to come back up here to San Francisco whenever Mm -hmm. like needed. Um, Verda allows us to work remote, which is great. And if that all falls in line with like the timeline, that would be just like another dream scenario for me. And I know a couple other designers who have like a similar setup, which I didn't know was a thing was like working remote in the central coast area where I'm from, from, and then commuting back up here once a month or whenever needed. Like I think that. Noah does that now. Yeah. 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 He does. Um, a few other people. And that's really appealing to me just because all of our families back there and we like to raise our kids with our family involved and like grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles, everybody wants to see them. So that's that's my 
future I have in mind right now at the moment. So, so what about when space does? What space does? Yeah, when that happens. I'd like to I'll end probably, things on do or here. does. I find that <laughs> very real fun. Conf- yeah, it's a lot of fun, Bryn. <laughs> what happened when space do? <laughs> I think that's really interesting. <laughs> to be honest. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I think space. I want to know what's in like, your family six year future. Like Brian asked, God damn six it. Six years, they'll 60. be on Mars. <laughs> space don't, more like. Space stops. Space stops. Well, it's all flat Earth anyway, so. That's right. What are we going to do? That's right. I don't know what we're going to do. Y'all see that meme about like, uh, like it's a regular projection of Earth, sexy Earth, and then it's flat Earth. And it's like not sexy Earth. Real Earth has curves, is the, the final <laughs> frame. Oh, it's very good. I like it a lot. It's pretty good. I don't think Brian. It's gets pretty it. good when you describe it out loud. <laughs> you know, podcasts are a great visual medium. <laughs> All right, Hector, uh, let's wrap it up. This yeah. has been great. Sure. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. Thank you for coming. Thanks for coming. We appreciate it. Yeah. It's great. Other than uh, my parts. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, perfect. Cool. Thanks. That was episode 242. Thank you so much to Victor for coming and hanging out with us. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Spectrum for sponsoring. That's us. We built a community platform for online communities. It's better than Slack and Facebook groups. Whoa! That's what we built it to be. Shots fired. We wanted a place that wasn't as static and cold as a traditional forum, but wasn't quite as unstructured as something more dynamic like Slack. So we went split the middle. It is structured and yet real-time somehow. You can check it out at spectrum.chat. We've got tons of communities on there already for you to explore at spectrum.chat slash explore. Or if you, your organization, the company you work for needs a better place to build a community, you can do that for free at spectrum.chat. See you there. Bye. And next week. And next week. Bye. Can you grab the rim? Can you grab the rim in basketball court? I can touch the rim. Okay, okay. I haven't. You're almost there then. <laughs> I can't do any any jumping these days. No. Sure. No. It took me a year to be able to dunk. Well, of jealous. constant practice. Twenty four seven practice. It was dunk, tough. Dunking on. You can do it. I can only proverbially dunk, and usually only on Brian. <laughs> Usually. Usually. Usually.